Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. I'm Robert Rutherford. And I'm Andrew Orvidal. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. The show takes place on the third Thursday of every month at the Deer Pile in Denver, Colorado. These stories were recorded live on March 20th, 2014, and the theme of the evening was Slapstick. Whoop. We have a uh, we have a few storytellers left. This next storyteller, um, he's a uh, he's a veteran comedian here in Denver. He's also a veterinarian, and he has like so many stories. He's like the go-to uh, storyteller among all of Denver comedians. Uh, he's great. He's a he's a great friend of the show. Please welcome Dr. Kevin Fitzgerald. I'd like, to, I'd like to thank Andrew and Robert for having me. Let me look at you. Out on a school night. Look at you, little pricks. Before you were born. In 1978, I was bouncing. I worked for different bands. I worked for Bill Graham. My cousin, my brothers, a bunch of my cousins. My one cousin worked for Frank Sinatra. He wanted to get married. And so he asked Frank Sinatra if my brother and I could come and bounce. So we went, and there was nothing for us to do because Frank Sinatra was just divorcing from Mia Farrow, and he was sad. And so he said, look, there's nothing for you to do, but my friend is here, and he's a comic, and I don't want, you, I don't want him to get bumped. He's really old. He's in his 80s, and I don't want him to get hurt. So go and take care of him. So we went, and it was George Burns. And he was so cool. So my brother was so starstruck. He goes, Mr. Burns, you've seen it all. You've seen all the things about comedy, uh, uh, vaudeville, radio, uh, movies, television. What's the secret of comedy? And George Burns goes, there's only five jokes. He goes, there's a current event joke where you say something that's happening. And he said, there's this sex joke where somebody's getting stooped or somebody's stooping your wife. He goes, don't do those. They can be offensive. He said, there's an ethnic joke where you're making fun of somebody. He said, there's a self-deprecating joke where you make fun of yourself. That's the best kind. I wear thick glasses, so you go out and you tell the crowd I wear thick glasses. I don't tell everybody that, but since we're bonding so well, my glasses are pretty thick. When I was little, I couldn't go to national parks because anything I looked at burst into flames. <laughs> Dayton's going now, she said, why don't you get contacts? And it's hard to tell her that these are contacts. <laughs> now I have bifocals. Anybody have bifocals in here? No. How about any big people up front? I like that joke, so I'm sticking with it. And then my brother said, well, what's the fifth kind of joke? And he said, oh, boat axe. I go, boat axe? He goes, yeah, slapstick. Like a, like a, a, a guy with a talking puppet or, or a, a ventriloquist or a juggler or a guy with a guitar. You know? And he called them boat axe because they worked on cruise ships. And they're still axe and they're still great axe. I started doing comedy in 1986 here. And there were, there were, there were acts like that. There were still, the first act I ever worked with, the guy was a ladder act. He got up on a ladder and he'd tell a joke and jump off after the joke and land on his chest just from one rung. And then two rungs. And then for his finale, he jumped off and knocked himself out. And his wife came out with, with smelling salts. And, and so I thought, Jesus Christ, that's what I got to do to get a laugh. And he goes, there used to be a lot of us. There used to be a lot of ladder acts. I'm the last one. And I said, thank God. So I started thinking that was what comedy was. So I became 
the dying comic. I bought a hospital bed and would roll it down to the comedy works and carry it in with my brother and would have the MC say, he's dying of a rare disease, but if you'll laugh, he might get stronger. There's a one in a million chance the doctor said, so they, they're in on it already, you know? So you'd say, what has four balls and eats ants? My two uncles in Schenectady. And so then the, you, would start, you would start combing your hair and get a little stronger. And then, you know, uh, how come Hitler didn't drink tequila? Uh, it made him mean. You know, and so, and, and, so, and so now they're laughing pretty good, you know, and you, you're getting a little better and you're combing your hair better. And, you, and then by the end, you jump up and you're telling your best joke and then you turn around and leave and your ass is out of your pants. Uh, you know, you just got a hospital gown on. And so they, they uh, wouldn't let me work for a year after that. <laughs> so that didn't work. So the next thing was, okay, after that was the frogs of power. I got these little frogs, okay? And you go out and you pretend you're juggling the frogs, but you're really just juggling things that look like the frogs. And so I would dress like the frogs. They would have a baseball suit on, and I'd have a baseball suit and a cape and a little ski hat, you know? And so... And, and so I'd say, now the frogs will do the tough frog uh, pyramid, the three frog pyramid. And so they, well, they didn't know what the hell that is. You put the three frogs on top of each other. And so I said, now, if you count back from 10, these frogs will find this simple uh, a walnut uh, held, uh, hidden under a simple bar napkin. And the crowd would count, and the frogs would jump into the crowd. So the, the bit never worked. <laughs> Next. Because <laughs> you've got to be persistent. I tried a chicken act. And so it, the name of the act was Chick Fowler and Jackie Davis. And I was Chick Fowler and the chicken was Jackie Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and so well, what I do was I had chickens at my house. And so uh, I, I, I noticed that if I danced real, and, and played loud music, the chicken would move his arms because he was pissed off. So, <laughs> so I crazy glued a little fringe of tinsel on his arms and so I would go out and I, I would tell jokes you know and uh, jokes like you know uh, uh, who circumcises whales you know, four skin divers you know and just just the worst stuff you've ever heard you know and, and and so but but it got it got picked up it got picked up because I did it and I won this contest and we got to be on America's Funniest People, Me and the Chicken. And so at the end of my act, I would bring out from my pocket, I go, folks, I know you come all around to see us, but I know who you really love when he comes to the show, Jackie Davis Jr. And I had a little tiny chick that would just run around the stage. Wasn't that great an act? <laughs> and, and <laughs> but there aren't many chicken acts anymore. And so... I was sitting in Las Vegas waiting to go to San... Uh, to, uh, the plane had uh, problems and we had to stop in Las Vegas. They made us get out. So I was sitting with my chickens and the woman came up and she goes, what are you doing? I go, show business. You know, because you're a chicken act and you think, you know, what the hell? I'm in show business, you know? So uh, finally, after that, I, 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 I thought, you know, man, I'm going to get a real act that would really go over well. And so what I did was I... Uh, I tell the crowd, I know that you come all around to see me and you love me, but you know that you love the best part of the show is when my son comes to tell you jokes. Please welcome little Jimmy Kev. <laughs> and there's something bad about ventriloquists, you know? Like you just tell the crowd, like, uh, <laughs> I, I bought uh, lips from people that have been burned and you put them over your lips so that you can't 
you know, this, this uh, artificial face. And so you put them over so people couldn't see your lips move. And so that didn't go over so great. And, and so, and so, you have the puppet tell the people, you know, uh, you know, he, he fucks me when you're not here. You know, and and then you know, and then he thinks you know, you 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 got your hand up uh, up, up my ass, and they he'd say, uh, move, move your hand faster, Kev. You know, and but that didn't work. The point is. That you gotta be fearless. And to laugh is molten. And that's what you're doing tonight. You're coming to hear stories and laugh. And as an older person, that's all I can tell you the world's about. Thanks for having me. That's Dr. Kevin Fitzgerald. Your, uh, your next storyteller is uh, also a really funny comedian. Uh, she's based right here in Denver. She has a great show called The Pump and Dump Show. And it's, uh, it's comedy mainly, I guess, for moms. But you could also be a dad and uh, enjoy it. Or not even have a kid and enjoy it because it's a lot of fun. Uh, but you can go to their website, which is thepumpanddumpshow.com. Uh, and they usually sell out. But if you get tickets early enough, you could catch it. This is her first time doing the show. Please welcome Shana Firm. Hi. Um, so when I so it was 1998, and I was 19 years old, and I was in college in Chicago, and I was working at a salon to make some money, um, just like a, as a receptionist at the salon, and I had saved up $800, which was like a lot of money that I didn't know what to do with which is like an eighth of my bills now. Um, but so I was like, what am I going to do with this? I want to see the world. Um, and so, <laughs> so I decided to plan a vacation on my own. Um, I wanted to travel and see something exotic that I'd never, you know, go somewhere I'd never gone before. So I chose um, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, <laughs> um, you know, where I could learn about like tequila and like the Hard Rock Cafe. Um, so I made these plans to go on this trip and, uh, my friend made me a mixtape and, um, which was like the soundtrack to my trip. And I was like, I am this, you know, confident, independent 19 year old woman going on this trip. And I'm just going to completely put out of my mind that my ex-boyfriend was supposed to also go on this trip with me, but then called like a week before the trip and said he had a girlfriend now and that he would still go with me, but we could only be friends there. It was very sad cake. So, um, I was like, that's not going to cloud my trip. So I'm listening to, to Brand Van 3000, and I'm on the plane, and I land, and I go straight to the Sheridan Hotel, and I change into my one piece, and I go marching down to the beach, and I see all the, like, handsome Mexican guys running, like, parasailing and, um, you know, jet skis and stuff, and they're like, hey, and I'm like, I don't have time for you, I don't have time to flirt, I'm going in that water, and I throw down my backpack and my towel and I just go swimming out into the water like as far as I can. I'm having just a total 
Momo. You know, I'm just like in the water. It's warm. I'm swimming out like as far as the buoys. I have that feeling you have in the ocean where you're like half terrified and half exhilarated. And um, I'm just like, oh, this is the life. This is why I did this. Fuck that guy. And, you know, like just, just living it up. And then I realized that I'm starting to get really tired, my arms <laughs> and my legs. So, um, and I realize I'm really far out. And then I also kind of realize there isn't really anyone else out in the water. And so um, then I start to swim back. And every time I try to get up out of the water, um, the current pulls me back. And like right as I get where it's shallow enough so that I can stand, a wave comes up and just crashes me down into like somersaults. And so at this point, people are starting to gather <laughs> and start to watch this. Um, but I'm like, nothing's going to fucking ruin my trip. So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I am half terrified and half just like proud. And um, I also like am really embarrassed. And so, because I realized that they were like, hey, because they were trying to stop me from going in the water, not because they thought I was cute. And so, um, <laughs> people are starting to gather and so I'm like fuck this I love it hey just like trying to like pretend that I like it so um I'm like the ocean I mean it was like and they're they're gathering they're waving at me so I just pretend they're saying hello just waving back um and almost dying and so I I finally finally you know, gather myself and get myself up out of the waves and get out, you know, like you kind of have to run while like the next one's coming and it drags you back. And, um, I just play it super cool. Like that was the best feeling. And I go and I sit down on my towel and I take out a cigarette and I'm like, just needed a cigarette and I just light my cigarette and I'm laying there on my towel and this like hot Mexican guy comes up one of the parasailing guys and he's like senorita are you okay and I'm like oh I am great (laughs) and I am just like smoking my cigarette shaking and then I look down and I have a rock like this big like inside this side of my swimsuit and I have like seaweed like, out of, like, looks like armpit hair out of this side with, like, half nipple exposure. And I have pubic hair, like, out, like, it is not, it was not pretty. It was horrifying. And I still acted very cool until I finished my cigarette. Slowly put it out. Waved, grabbed my things. (laughs) went up to my room and I had to clean out like the sand from like crevices that it just and so um by the time I cleaned my suit cleaned myself got back down to the bar um ordered a tequila um bought some weed from the waiter (laughs) um and then ended up getting like food poisoning and puking for the next two days until I flew home and so that was my slapstick story. Okay. Thank you. That was Shane and Perm. The Narrator's Podcast is recorded and produced by the Denver Diatribe. Check out their weekly show at denverdiatribe.com. The Narrator's Podcast is brought to you by these amazing sponsors. 
The great guys at Illegal Pete's and Greater Than Records, who in addition to providing rad burritos all over town, provide great local music and comedy. Check out the appropriately named Sexy Pizza at either of their locations in Capitol Hill or Old South Pearl, or on their website, sexypizzaonline.com. And finally, by the internet superheroes at Commerce Kitchen, who provide internet marketing solutions and search engine optimization for all your e-commerce needs. Check them out at commercekitchen.com. For more information about the narrators and to listen to past episodes, go to the narratorspodcast.com. Thanks for listening.